Hi everyone, I'm Ace Kagler. And I'm Erin Kewitton. And you're listening to Life at Laminex. Where we give you a real taste of what it's like to work at Laminex and hear from the amazing people who make our company a great place to work. And welcome to Life at Laminex. We're back, team, with a brand new show. Firstly, how yeah. are you feeling? First podcast, yeah. first episode. Oh, first ever podcast, first episode. But look, I'm excited and I am glad that you'll be here holding my hand as the experienced co-host with me. Um, uh, I think the exciting thing about this one is that Life at Laminex is so broad. So we're going to have a good time in speaking to a lot of different people and giving our insights and and going through, you know, what life at Laminex is all about. It never gets easy, Erin. Look, we're in this together. (laughs) Exactly. We'll get through this together. At least we're talking to people that we know. We can make it happen. And it's just showing, I guess, the inside behind the curtain of Laminex until you join us. And we're actually waiting for our first guest to come on. Um, so while she comes on, um, our first episode is going to be about celebrating women in operations, um, women in manufacturing. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a background on why we decided to do that. As you know, it was International Women's Day a couple of weeks ago, so we celebrated International Women's Day as we do every year on 8th of March. Um, and um, it was uh, sort of mantra this year was, um, you know, imagine a gender equal world, a world free of bias, stereotypes and discrimination, a world that's diverse, equitable and inclusive, a world where valued and celebrated. This is what they have on their website, by the way. I'm just reading it off the website. Um, This is very impressive that you know all of this. Imagine. (laughs) No, it was celebrated with the hashtag embrace equity and um it also says together we can forge equality collectively we can all embrace equity now um this is relevant to us because we're in the manufacturing industry at Linux obviously we're a 80 correct me if I'm wrong 80 year old manufacturing company area yeah working up to 90 pretty quick so we've been around for a while well, women in manufacturing, I mean, I didn't know this, I guess, before I started working at Laminex. It's just something I'm not aware of. I mean, I, I have worked at different industries and not manufacturing before this. I know about you, Erin. Um, yeah. But uh, obviously um, it's it's quite gender biased historically in the manufacturing um, sector. Um, it's been male dominated. And, and I guess what we're trying to address here is going to be about um, you know, do women uh, feel frightened by that and that they don't want to end, enter the um, industry? What is it? Um, what can we do about it? Um, and we're going to hear from herself, her first-hand experience, um, Carolyn Zemet, uh, Manufacturing Operations Manager at Lamnex, and she's actually come on <laughs> come online. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Erin. Hi, Ace. Uh, Carolyn is our manager for our Chapman, uh, the two Ballarat plants we have here in Victoria. Welcome to the show, Carolyn. Thanks for having me, Ace. Thanks for making the time to chat to us, Carolyn. I know you are a very, very busy juggling multitasker, as we were discussing before 
uh, we jumped on this call. Um, uh, we'd love to obviously get an insight into who you are and your background and, and I guess then we can talk about your life at Laminex as you've seen it so far. So let's let's take a little step back in time and understand your world pre-Laminex, if there is there is anything out there, um, and just sort of understand where you've come from and how you got to where you are today here working and running so many of our different plants around around that side of the world in Australia. Certainly. Um, I started off, would you believe, my career in um, local government. I thought that I wanted to be a psychologist. I finished my degree before I was 21 wow. and realised I did not have enough life experience. So um, I joined a local government um, in the western suburbs of Victoria and I did that in a HR team, um, which was quite useful in terms of um, picking up on the skills that I'd done through my course and my interest in psychology. So that lasted for about five years where I, I was being, I'd spent my time really supporting the maintenance, the parks and gardens and the um, waste waste collection, um, which I absolutely loved. I, I loved that aspect. I loved the industrial relations. I loved all the busyness. And I think that's where I got my interest for both, both industrial relations and manufacturing. Um, that makes sense. Oh, yes. Um, so that led, led me off to target food or manufacturing. I, I thought I'd be in automotive or food, um, which I ended up in food manufacturing for most of my career. Okay. Um, and about 10 years ago, I swapped across from HR, well, probably not 10, let's make it five, HR into operations management. Um, and I did that because one of the things that I missed about being in a, a I guess the uh, an accountable role was the accountability, being responsible. So okay. um, HR was great because you got to come up with all the strategies and concepts, but I'd bet spent so long in it that I actually wanted to have an opportunity to apply all those tools and learnings and be accountable for the output. I can imagine handing over, sort of coming up with these amazing strategies and then going, okay, here's my baby, take it and run with it and then sort of seeing it go, it would be pretty cool to be able to then do it from the other side, which is not something you hear of many people, I don't know, US, but swapping from from that HR function into the operations. I know a few of our HR VPs here in, in Laminex. I can't see any of them jumping into the operational running of the day-to-day -day space myself. Um, so I guess you wanted to see how things come to life um, in operations. I can totally, like, you're giving me ideas there. But no, it, it, it does sound scary. And I think that's one of the questions we want to ask you. I mean, were you frightened to do that? What, how did you make that leap? Because it sound, it's, a big, it's a big change, it's two different, completely different roles. It is a big change. And I was very lucky when I made the change to have a fantastic CEO who probably realised that it was something that would work for me at the same time I was coming to the realisation that's what I wanted to do. So I think when you're making a big change like that, it, it's really important to have a supporter in your corner and someone that can mentor you and help you make the transition. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that leadership support and having someone in your corner to say, you can do this, we've got faith in you, you're not crazy, is definitely something that helps. Yeah, and the hardest part for me was actually deciding that I needed to change my title and say, I'm actually an operations manager. So I used to introduce myself as, well, I'm from HR and I now do operations and actually yeah. accepting that I'd really done this. Yeah. 
let like fully let go of that HR yeah. title. Yeah, I can imagine that would be hard. So you're happily working in your operations role and, and you're in food. I'm assuming you went from your food preparation space over and got what, uh, sitting happily and got a tap on the shoulder to come into the wonderful world of Laminex. Is that right? I did. I'd been on a, an incredible journey with the previous employer that I worked for. Um, okay. And, you know, sometimes you set goals for yourself and things come to a natural end. So it was coming to that um, part of my journey when I heard from Laminex. And I think, you know, I've shared with you guys, I went, Laminex, great brand, great products, but possibly a bit boring compared to food and FMCG. <laughs> definitely a different beast but hopefully now you're here you're going it's not boring at all <laughs> no <laughs> not at all I'm no it's not at all and it's been fantastic because for me it's I've you know the skills are transferable in terms of leading operations mm. there's different challenges of course people are people wherever you go um, but I'm getting the benefit of learning a completely new process and a completely new product and you know one of the things I loved about being in manufacturing very much food was you'd go into the supermarket and you could see something that your team had made and put on a shelf yeah and I was on my way up to the Ballarat site uh last week and I stopped off at McDonald's to get a coffee to keep myself awake <laughs> and I used the restrooms and there was the Lavinex sign on the back of the cubicle and I had that aha moment where I went oh my goodness one of my factories made this cubicle <laughs> You just stop visiting all of the, the shopping centres and supermarkets and jump into a few more bathrooms. You'll see that you'll be proud every day, Carolyn. Passion for public toilets now. <laughs> I bet. So you you got over the, oh, gosh, this is a bit boring, and then what made you change your mindset in terms of coming across? What attracted you into the yeah, space? It's a, it's a really good question. Um, first of all, the brand is solid. Um, great product and I think you know if you grew up in Australia you've got Laminex somewhere in your home yeah and so very relatable in that sense then the the fact that it's an Australian manufacturer um, that's really really important to me mm -hmm. and I've got a passion for keeping manufacturing in Australia alive then my experience in terms of the selection and, and onboarding process it's one of the best ones I've ever been through in you know the seven or eight major roles that I've held during my career um, you know from meeting with 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 Graham my, my now manager and connecting with him and Laura who's our head of HR right through to the feel that I got when I came through the site and how friendly people were so I got the benefit of being here at Cheltenham and then how supportive everybody was um, as I went through the process and, and that was backed up in that first couple of weeks during my onboarding it's definitely one of the best onboarding processes I've been through and I, I've certainly felt incredibly supported and it's the one job that I would have said within the first six weeks I felt like I belonged genuinely felt right. part of the team and I'd made connections oh that's so great to hear I'm so glad you had that experience it's it's always nice to hear that um yeah people have had a great experience and it's it's a part of the work um that you know uh, our team does and I think it's it's the people itself that makes up a great culture um, in any workplace so it's a I, get, I think it's a really good testament to the team there as well Carolyn thank you for sharing that um, now we you go ahead Ace. Yeah. I know I was gonna say I mean uh, it's a 
it's a busy role that you have. Um, I mean, who isn't busy these days? And also, I hate overusing the word busy. Uh, how do you juggle your personal life? You're, um, you're also a, a mother of two, correct me if I'm wrong, um, as, as well as, you know, being in this um, uh, operations manager role. How do you balance the two? That's another thing that I think Laminex is very supportive of. I, I was initially concerned there's a lot of extra travel to get to and from this role, but certainly the ability to balance some time from home when I need to focus um, and, you know, be able to travel between the sites. Um, on top of that, I guess I have a 15-year-old and a 7-year-old, 17-year-old, goodness, he'd hate that, um, <laughs> And and I we've always raised them to be independent and self-sufficient. We've always both worked. I worked part-time when they were young, but part of that was about having independent children that could, I guess, where I'm role modelling that you can be a mum as well as have a career and do it successfully. And that's been through having them be able to get on the school bus. It's all been safe. We've had a good support system. The other thing I do is I know there are times that I just need to switch off and not check my emails and not check my phone, and they tend to be the times when I get home. Makes perfect sense. I think that yeah. being a uh, being a role model for your children to allow them to have their own freedom, but for you to be a working mum is something that probably doesn't get shouted from the rooftops as much as it should be, and it, it's a testament to you and, and your partner Carolyn and to your children that as a little family unit you're you make it work and you know when to switch off and when to switch on and when the kids need to jump on the school bus or do whatever else they need to do to make their lives happen just as much as as your life needs to happen as well so it does make sense yeah and look what I was saying to you guys the other day was um I'm incredibly lucky that my husband role models all the right things that you would expect to make it work so he is privileged enough to have a full work from home role uh -huh. and he picks up some of the things that in traditional families the mother might so what he's doing is showing the kids as well as I am that there are options and if if my son decides that he wants to be the person that um, provides some of the more the home support while children are young that's okay for him too so I guess we're trying to model non-stereotypical roles for both of our kids that's that's amazing. I think one of the things that Laminex does well as well as even just releasing this our new parental leave policy, it can it gives people the opportunity for, you know, males to be at home and running those sort of home um those home chores or those home responsibilities and it's not necessarily constantly falling on the female which allows you to go out and you know, get into a role where you're running what four different plants around New South Wales and Victoria and I think that that's something to be very very proud of yourself yeah. yes uh, look I agree and I must admit when I you know had my children so 15 to 17 years ago it was just never discussed I was taking the parental leave I was taking the career break and uh, and we've really progressed as a society um mm -hmm. since then and we've certainly made um things more accessible for dads that want to support working mothers and I know here at Laminex some other guys that do report in to me or are in my team they are available to do pickups and drop-offs. And I think that's fantastic because that's not always easy in manufacturing either, um, whether you are a male or a female. Manufacturing doesn't seem to come across as a flexible, family-friendly role a lot of the time, particularly in, in sites where there's longer hours or different times that you have to start or finish. And you mentioned that 
some of your your team like to be there for school drop off, school pick up, whatever that might be. Um, it's another stereotype, I guess, you're breaking down that you can make that work. And is that something that you're you're trying to sort of make known in the market or with your team? How do you manage getting that word out that you have got that flexibility? I think part of it's role modelling. Um, yeah. And because I remember working for a female CEO quite a long time ago and she was one of the first and, you know, she sort of introduced herself and said, I have. I have four children, I have caring responsibilities. So there are times you won't be able to get me. And I there are certain um, school events that I will go to and I make sure that I can do both and do both well. So, and she did, and she led by example. And in doing that, she made it okay for the rest of us. I was very young, I was in my 20s. So I guess that stuck with me. Yeah. Um, and then it is absolutely supporting people on an individual basis. Different people have different needs. Different people have personal priorities. So I think if you put it out there that you're open to a discussion and yeah. most things can be accommodated, most flexibilities can be accommodated. Sometimes things can't, um, but usually you can find a way around it with people. And I think by just showing people that you're open to having that conversation and that it is something that you're willing to work towards if you can make it work really shows that there's a level of respect for what they deem as important in their lives just as much as what you may deem as important in your life. Um, and I think in a lot of organisations, everyone's expected to have the same values, the same you know level of importance on, on processes or family or whatever it might be. And I think that you need to remember um, as you said Pete, at the start, people are people everywhere, but people have different priorities everywhere as well. So by treating people as who they are, obviously gives a happy team as well. Of course, and, you know, one of the things that often gets forgotten in our manufacturing plants or the ones I look after, we have a, a almost an ageing workforce. So while a lot of those people don't have young children caring responsibilities anymore, but they're perhaps caring for partners um, or less so partners or ageing parents and yeah. equally so those team members, it's important that they're accommodated to be able to tend to those needs as much as it is people with young families, I think. Yeah, I love that. I think that a lot of people put so much ownership on the fact that there's people with young children, but there's a lot more responsibilities out there than just family, you know, yeah. families and young children. Um, so I think that that's a great way to look at it. Um, Carolyn, I was wondering, um, in terms of your experience, and we talked about, you know, making the leap from HR to operations, it just occurred to me, when you think about HR, it's such a female-dominated <laughs> industry as well, and then coming to operations, um, noticing yourself as being the very few, um, and let alone as a female leader, um, uh, how, what's the, what's the psychology, how do you, um, deal with that perhaps um, I'm not sure if it's uh, you know and it does it feel lonely I think I want to know um, uh, in terms of you know if you want to give advice to like young people coming um, into operations young women entering the industry what are some of the things that they should be aware of and how do you deal with the, the kind of the psychology of it yeah, it's a good question, Ace, and I might not be a great person to answer that because it never occurred to me that I might be different because I was a female. So I always saw an opportunity that interested me and just went after it. And there were often times that I had these aha moments that I would look around and go, 
to myself, wow, you're the only female in the room. <laughs> and it hadn't occurred to me. So um, I, I guess it's about, you know, if, 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 if you want to do it um, and you've got the capability to do it, don't be afraid. Um, I don't think men are, you know, wasn't, I don't think men are conscious necessarily that there's a woman in the room. I think it's like anything else. If you if you are in there based on your credibility and you're adding value and you're authentic, then I that's maybe why it's never felt different for me. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have your own biases and that's why. Yeah. I think that that's a great way to look at it, Carolyn, in terms of coming in and going, well, no, look, I, I hold my place in this room and I, and what I have is adding value and, and what I have to give is experience and in different areas. And if you recognise yourself as the, you know, the standout, then you're forever going to be recognising yourself as that standout and that, and that different, I don't want to say rose, rose around the thorns, but you know what I mean. No, I, know that. No, I know exactly what you mean. And the other thing is it's okay to not know everything and I think that applies equally if you're a male and a, or a female I love that. yeah um, so I've always found again something that's really important to me and motivates me highly is is being part of a team because that means I don't need to know everything and again male or female um, I can look around a room and ask for supported advice in areas that I'm not as strong in and equally I can provide that back to other people in the team if they're open to it and that's what makes teams so powerful I think backing yourself to to recognize when you need to mm. ask that question and then having that strength within yourself to go ahead and ask the question and some of the hardest things is finding the person to ask or speaking up in that place and going look can you explain that to me in a different way or how do I you know how do I make this work or I'd love to hear from your experiences what that is so I think that that's a great piece of advice for people moving in male or female, you know, whatever it is, um, I think that it's important to be able to stand up and, and ask questions when you do find out more. And that's how you learn. And also it's okay to make mistakes. Like, again, male or female, on your journey to where you want to go, you will make mistakes. Um, but, again, yeah. like babies learning to walk, you fall over, you get back up and you learn <laughs> why you fell and why not, how not to do it again. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm so glad we touched on this because... I was wondering um, what kind of skills do you um, lean on? Um, so you've worked in HR and then moved to operations. Um, when you think about that, you know, uh, it's a different type of skill set perhaps uh, or you need to adjust your thinking. You said from strategy you went into implementing kind of mindset. Um, uh, if, if you wanted to give advice to someone who's looking at moving to the operations industry from another industry, uh, what are the kind of strengths um, in terms of skill set that you lean on um, that really helped you that were transferable? So maybe you might not have, you know, all the skills required and, and something's learnable. Uh, what would you say about them? I would say that it's that ability to work with and through people, to motivate people, to engage people, to excite people, to sell people a journey. Because if you've got a team that you've built, you really don't need to know everything. People will support you to learn. Uh, you'll be able to go on your journey to learn. So I think it's really about valuing people, understanding what makes people tick mm. and building a team. 
Um, obviously, there are technical things in a, any role, um, and particularly when you think about an operations role, you you know safety is first and foremost, and that's a not negotiable. That's a, a knowledge base that you, that you need to have, and you need to be passionate about. But again, it's linked to people, um, yeah. and then the rest of the learnings you can achieve, you know, whether it's uh, lean processes or um, how to put something together, whether it's food or or a piece of decorated board, which is what we do here at Cheltenham and Ballarat, um, that can be learned. But I, I don't, so yes, what I what I lean on most of all is my, my relationship um, with people and um, I guess empowering those people that report to me to do their jobs and for them to be safe to challenge me because I'm not always right. I think that that's a sign that you are a, a very strong leader, Carolyn, and we're pretty lucky to have you in our organisation. I think that that mindset is exactly what builds a fantastic team and a fantastic organisation and the perfect Lammy postcard that we would want to look for when we're talking about life at Laminex as well. So it's a people-focused role. It's a people-focused business. and if you remember that you're dealing with people at any one stage and and I think that that will help always yeah. progress. Yeah, and I, I can't emphasise that piece most of all. Um, when I think back and reflect on my greatest career achievements, they've always been people-oriented, whether it's been a team that's nailed something or a business turnaround that we've done as a team, but it's always been dominated by people. And yeah. even those, those toilet doors that you see at, the McDonald's that you stopped at on the way. You can always look at those and be quite proud as well. Absolutely. <laughs> this has been great, honestly, Carolyn. Um, we're, we're so happy to have you on the show um, or our first show as well. Um, I picked up on a few things. These were my personal takeaways. Um, the, the fact that you said, you know, leading by example um, in the workplace um, for others, but also at home. Uh, that's really important and we can all learn from that um, in terms of, you know, breaking the biases and, and, and the supporting piece you mentioned around, you know, supporting people, um, being there to help um, and asking for support yourself when you need to. How about you, Erin? Do you have anything to add? Yeah, look, I think as a, a mother of a, a young son who um, myself I am working, I, I really appreciated and love that piece around taking ownership of the fact that you are a proud working mum and, and showing that, you know, because of that, you know, dad or or your partner and, and your children get to step up and, and see how and what that makes you, you and that that's a part of yourself. So I really, that resonated with me a lot. The other thing I really enjoyed, Carolyn, is the fact that you you have that mindset where you are standing on your own merit, you're valuable to a business, not just because you're a, a woman in manufacturing, but because you hold your own flag and you're doing such an amazing job at doing so. So I think that the really important takeaway around that, and I think to people um, who are looking to take a leap into a different um, organisation, a different role, a different anything that might be happening in their lives is to not recognise or break that bias that you are standing out or that you are different and make it work because you believe in yourself and that you can hold your own and are a valued person in that space. So those were my my strong takeaways and, and I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your crazy day yeah. to do just that. Um, to, to the listeners out there, Carolyn does have a few 
a few roles in some of her teams at the moment. So if you're looking for an amazing leader, we can always set you up to have her be managing you as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for the plug, Erin. <laughs> no problem. Give me or Carolyn a call, everyone, and we'll get it set up. Killing two birds with one stone. Forever the talent scout. Absolutely. Are they great teams to join? Truly inspirational, Carolyn, honestly, and I I mean that um, genuinely as well. I think what I hear from your experience as well is that you have a very high growth mindset, and that's something um, I always aspire to as a person, as a professional as well, because it's the mindset as opposed to the fixed mindset. You um, have that mindset, you can learn anything, you can move to a different role, nothing feels like it's in your way. So that's really inspirational for me personally. Otherwise, I think we're pretty good to wrap it up. If you have any final words to say, Carolyn, go for it. No, just thanks for having me, ladies. It's been lovely chatting and I am so grateful and glad that I chose to be part of the Lavinex team when I was given the opportunity. Oh, it's amazing. We're very happy to have you, Carolyn. Thank you so much. Carolyn Zamet, how amazing is she swapping from a HR position straight into managing these huge manufacturing sites for us here at Laminex and not second guessing herself once? She is inspiring. Oh, absolutely, Erin. You know, there's something I admire about people who fearlessly change jobs uh, just like that. And um, and that's because they're fearless, you know. Um, most people stick to the same kind of job for most of their lives. And I find that really inspiring, yeah. Agree. I love hearing her story and I think that we need to stick with the same vein as females in operations. And next show, we're going to be talking to Susie O'Rourke, who is a shift leader at our Dardanup manufacturing site in Western Australia. So I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, that would be so cool. And did you know, she is a juggling mum. I heard that she's got six kids and she's in this really busy role in Dardanup. So that would be so cool. Can't wait to hear from her. So tune in for Life at Laminex.